and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Welcome everybody to Monk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first. From someplace far away, he is very nice, very evil, CJ. Being accompanied by his best friend from wherever, Rain, whatever, Freshly Squeeze, T-B-C. Who's next? He is a Hollywood hunk. Spence? And now, the best in the Welcome to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast with myself, Mr. Rizzo, Spence, hey. CJ, TVZ. Honk. We discussed the subjective art form of professional wrestling. And yes, I did it. We are saying the announcements together. And I said it correctly. And now, now I'm all jumbled up. But hey, okay, y'all, we're, we're all jumbled today. up. Uh, Mr. Rizzo, but not as jumbled up as the rest of the IWC was this week when we finally got the return of one of the most anticipated wrestlers in all of professional wrestling. We had oh. had clues, we had had whispers, we had had bread crumbs, and that's right. This week we finally saw the return of Brandon Cutler. Associates huge. huge. Let's go. Woo! Take that, Serpentico. He finally got back. Did he he have the suit still? What's that? Did he have that suit? He still had the suit. He had the the face mask. He had the suit. I believe he's ready to go. He had the spray. He didn't have. He did not bring back. In honor of of wrestlers who have come back and brought parts of their old gimmick with him. He did not bring back the giant D20, which I am still disappointed that that's not a part of his gimmick anymore. Well, maybe now that he's directionless without the elite, he may have to turn to a darker force. Oh, yeah, that's right. One with 20 sides. The Curse of Strahd. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But no, that's uh, not the real return that we're talking about today. No, that's not the real return. No. No, (laughs) that's not the real return. The real return is Bray Wyatt. Guess who's back? Back again. Not the fiend. Oh, I fucked it all up. Keep going. No, 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 no. You're good. I was like, wait a minute. We're going to get this. It was supposed to go. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? It's Bray Wyatt. Bray, 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 Bray Wyatt. (laughs) And I messed it all up. I messed it all up. You got to rehearse. So so we can all agree. Like, this was the right timing. It took a while. It got to a point where me, as an internet fiend, um, somebody who loves, like, QR codes and all that stuff, like, he's back. He is, he's here. And we're going to see what this man does. Judgment um, Day has arrived. And not, no, not judge, the fact. Judgment Day's actually been on Raw for a while now. Oh, my yes. God. And told you're going to talk about Judgment Day. I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe. Uh, Bray Wyatt is a brutal force right now. He is, like, that mask, it's, it's scary. I like it. It's not. 100%. But is it his persona, though? So, 
Mr. Rizzo brought up something interesting where he said the fiend's not back, but his whole entrance and the thing I loved were all the different Firehouse, Firefly Funhouse characters getting real world representations. We had Rascally Rabbit. We had, uh, uh, oh my God, what is Huskus the pig? <laughs> Uh, rambling had, rabbit and huskus yesterday <laughs> is it rambling or oh, i thought it was rambling, rambling rabbit which yeah. is gonna be bo dallas probably like the man who spoke i mean well, that, well, so you bring up cj you bring up you bring up my point is that i think the thing i'm excited for and not sure did bray debut alone or did it debu- did he debut with a stable are all of those people in the crowd the fiend the huskus the uh uh mercy the vulture are those going to be wrestlers or is this just for this entrance yeah that's what i wondered too Mm -hmm. it like this entrance while it blew my mind i kind of was a little mad because i got more questions than answers Mm -hmm. i was just like okay it's bray what the fuck are you doing (laughs) what is this and it's especially strange because they've they've kind of uh, announced slash confirmed he's only going to be on SmackDown, SmackDown for the time being. Correct. So yeah. he that wasn't on sense. Raw this week. He's only going to be on SmackDown. It makes sense it's your A show. Uh, it's going to be the one where you get the most money uh, to to show him off and also the most budget to do whatever it is he wants to do. So I think it'll be fun. It's just, you know, it's that long wait to see what happens. Mr. I think TV. that one thing that we should have noticed when we were trying to figure out who it is or where it's going with all the bark of the QR codes on SmackDown was the fact that we should have looked at the fact that where SmackDown is this Friday and it's in new Orleans. And I just, I don't know why we should have just maybe read into that a little bit, Mm. but yeah, that's, that's something I didn't realize till this week. Mr. Rizzo, let me ask you like this entire Bray Wyatt thing. Like it is, I mean, we're going to watch, right? Like no matter what you're going to watch Monday night, Raw, you're going to watch Friday Night SmackDown. Is there a reason to watch AEW as much as there is at this Well, point? I don't think Bray Wyatt's going to be on AEW, so if that's what you're looking for, no, I don't think so. No, he's going to get there. He'll get there. I think he's pretty set where he is right now. No, it's, just, it's, it's brilliant. It's beautiful. What I'm saying is like oh, yeah. WWE uh, is putting on such a compelling show. Not to so- not to throw the nation out so quick, but I kind of heard that uh, w- w- uh, Bray Wyatt is the Wyatt Six. Like, it's not a faction. It's just oh, he's been doing this like forever. his sixth persona that he's putting out there. Mr. I don't know that that like I said, that's the nation out there talking. But I saw I saw some posts indicating that, and I was like, Miss- but Mr. I don't know how many characters he's had. So is this is that true? Is this his well, sixth I mean, iteration? Are you counting Husky Harris? Because if we're counting Husky Harris from the Nexus, we've got Husky, we've got uh, Firefly Bray, we've got uh, Funhouse Bray, we've got The Fiend, that's four. Uh, New Bray would be five, unless I'm... Oh, maybe Deleter of Worlds uh, slash Broken Bray Wyatt when he was partnered up with Matt Hardy. Is that going right now? Is that possible? Can we just get a delete? Delete. Delete. Sorry. Delete. 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 It's one finger across the body, so no one gets confused with what that is. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, no, but I, I think Bray's interesting. My biggest, I don't want to say complaint, because it sounds like I'm nitpicking. The one thing I do wish, he did just kind of show up, and then the pay-per-view, excuse me, the premium live event was over. 
I think it would have been a little bit more meaningful had he gotten into something with someone, whether it be Seth or whether it be Alexa Bliss. I know she wasn't on the show, but just something to put to tell us, give us a hint of where the story was going, uh, because yep. I think, I, like we said last time, we've been burned by WWE in the past, and so to know to know where it's going is something that I think we all would feel a little bit more comfortable with this reveal. With Mr. Rizzo, just asking you a question in general, like the the Bray Wyatt reveal at the end of the show, like, did you really believe that there was going to be something or was it just that riddle Seth Rollins match? Like, did you feel like there was actually going to be that reveal of the White Rabbit? You know, everything we wanted. We had been kind of teased or led down with the breadcrumbs that the pay-per-view was going to be something with Bray. And they didn't give us anything with Bray the entire pay-per-view. So the crowd was hot for it. The crowd was almost not involved with the match at a certain point because they were cheering for Wyatt. They were cheering, Let's we want Wyatt. So if it didn't happen during the match, they were expecting it to happen. And I know from some people either on Twitter or writers – halfway wrote a tweet of just like, this is crap. We didn't see anything before the lights went out at the match, before the logo went up. They're like, yeah, we didn't get anything. This is crap. They teased us. They, they didn't do anything. And then when we got what we wanted. But, uh, yeah, I was actually spec- expecting Wyatt to show up in the fight pit and not allow anyone to get out and just maybe tell a story with either of the two guys in the ring. But we just got an introduction to the new character of Bray, and we don't know what's going to happen or what he's doing. and. We're just all along for the ride, and we'll see what happens on Friday. Just to respond to uh, Spence, I kind of liked it beca- uh, where it was placed, at least because uh, it actually they they actually trolled me because they they put the watermark up, and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh, the pay per view's over, and there's no Bray." <laughs> that like after I thought that the lights went, I was like, "Wait, you disappeared to went away too." I was like, "Are you, we still on camera?" You, me, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Don't forget. My- are we still on the air? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, uh, this continues live next. No, no, honestly, I got really pissed. I got really angry when I saw that watermark, and I was like, wait a minute. You guys are fucking me, right? Classic <laughs> WWE. I, I, I give it to that watermark is, is to all of us, and I think anyone who's like a wrestling fan, when you see the watermark, you know it's over. That's when things are done. Well, no, so you know an hour's up. You're past the hour mark. <laughs> well, well thing, and like, honestly, like, <laughs> extreme rules. Uh, guys, extreme rules. Like, if you look at the 2011 card, there was it not. ruled, man. One. No, 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 it did not. No, this there one was, did. Yes, this one did. 2011 yeah. had zero extreme rules matches. Um, this one had a ton of them, and it was actually a little bit. I think every like, match was an extreme. Wait, wait, just to clarify, so we actually don't get emails, which I would love to get emails at honkifyouloverwrestling at gmail.com. What you is that? 2021, wait, not wait, 2011. Uh, I'm sorry. Number one, uh, 2011. Uh, sorry, 2021. Gotcha. Because we we can go back and look at 2021. There might have been no extreme rules. You might still be correct. I was just I was going to plow through it. I was like, "That's odd time." Yeah, (laughs) 2011. All right. Yeah, let's roll with this. I guess. What's that email? What email? That email address. Honk. If you love wrestling, at gmail.com. Looking for our first email. Come on, fans. Let's go. Sorry. Anyway. 
All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I looked it up. In 2011, the first match was CM Punk versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. That's some extreme rules. Wow. Uh, then it was... Uh, I meant 2021. Sorry, it guys. Sheamus versus Kofi Kingston in a tables match for the United States Championship. Kofi won that, then, didn't he? Then uh, uh, Kingston did put Sheamus to the table, yeah. Then uh, the tag team match, uh, Michael Cole and Jack Swagger against Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross in a Wait. country in a in a country whipping match. <laughs> I just figured we were all rewatching. Then God. we had Cody Rhodes and Rey Mysterio against one another in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Then your main event. Uh, Layla and uh, well, hold on. Your women's main event was Layla versus Michelle McCool in a no disqualification, no count out. Loser leaves WWE match, and McCool then McCool lost that one, didn't she? Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. McCool, like... McCool won, and a debuting Karma attacked her with an implant buster. That's the <laughs> name for the move, not mine. <laughs> no, no. Uh, just... Then after that, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship would have been vacated. Was contested between Christian and Albert Del Rio in a ladder match. Uh, Christian went on to win and then celebrated with Edge. Uh, Kane, and your boy. <laughs> Kane and Big Show took on the WWE Tag Team Championship against uh, Wade Barrett and Ezekiel Jackson. And then your main event was a triple threat in a steel cage, The Miz, John Morrison, and John Cena. We went, I actually think I remember that match. That was an awesome match. <laughs> triple Johns. Also, let's roll this back. Michael Cole? In a Mike, tag match? Yes, Mike Cole in a tag match. Yeah. Jack CJ, what did you have on that? You were looking to go on that a little bit. I was looking to go on that, yeah, because, oh my god, we don't need another commentator versus wrestler match. Um, get honestly, Corey Graves out there. I want to see him get the shit kicked yeah. out. <laughs> no, no, honestly, like, he's a good wrestler, but, like, talking about wrestling, like, I think I just can't picture it. Michael Cole? No way. Just, no, you're high. <laughs> No, I, you're too high. You're, like, you're, what's your you're, point? You're overtired from your kid, and you're too high. You don't know what the hell you're reading right now. Mr. Rizzo. Adam Cole, baby. Mr. Rizzo. Once I saw a country whipping match, my nose started to bleed. And I, <laughs> I what you got? Well, speaking about country whipping matches, we're not talking about extreme rules yet. Like... Honestly, like, come on, <laughs> guys, let's get, to get the there. actual extreme rules card. I want to briefly talk about what I like to refer as my rating system for the matches, and it's called the honk system. And we've had some controversy about this in the past. We've talked about it in great detail, which you have not heard yet on the podcast. We did it before we put out these uh, podcasts, everybody. But I have a four-honk system for rating the matches. And it is my particular rating system for the matches. Other, the, these guys might use them as well. I primarily use them for matches on the premium live events or the pay-per-views where I don't have any commercial breaks, so I'm not missing any of the match. And my reasons that I've been criticized for my ratings in the past had been why I would give certain matches those particular ratings. And I have wrote down specific reasons why each match has a particular honk on it. So if it gets up to three honks, I got reasons for it to be one, two, and three. Now, the rating system also means 
There's a one, two, three, and four honks. If it's a three honk match, okay, we call that honks. a honker. Mr. Rizzo, four honks. That's the that's that's the pinnacle, right? That's, that's the top. I think I've only rated of all the matches that we've done, I think I've only rated two, possibly three matches total for honks. So, like, I would say you have to be up there for it to be. And it was the, um, it was like the Seth Rollins and uh, Riddle match at SummerSlam. Like, that was one of the only, one of the few four honk matches that I've had. So, that being said, that's my matches. When we get to my me talking about individual matches, I will tell you my rating, why I gave it that rating, and what particular reason gave me each honks. But before we get to that, we're gonna I'm gonna throw it to CJ to tell us what he thought and how the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium match in the Donnybrook match. If you want to see a wrestling match, oh, wait, Mr. Rizzo, Spence, did you have something before we talked about the Donnybrook? This is this is breaking news because it's one thing we did forget to mention about Extreme Rules. Is it breaking if it already happened? It happened in 2011, but I feel like the fact that I just found out we have to talk about it. Uh, Extreme Rules 2011, it is noted on the Wikipedia page, ended after the pay-per-view went off the air. There was another surprise, uh, not Bray Wyatt, but it was John Cena telling the WWE Nation that Osama bin Laden had been killed. That's it. That's just it. John Cena coming out there every wow. single time. Cena. How do you have, they do it the exact same way that Bray Wyatt got introduced. I am. They did. They had. There were several people dressed up as Osama bin Laden in the crowd, and then John he Cena walked the whole the world in his hands, and then he doesn't, and then he didn't. Oh no! <laughs> Bad. And you, if you think you want to leave the crowd with a pop. According to PWTorch.com, after the PPV went off the air, new WWE champion John Cena took the mic and announced that during the duration of the pay-per-view, U.S. troops captured and compromised to a permanent end. Osama bin Laden crowd response. Cena gave a speech about American pride while fans chanted USA. By posing with fans before Robert sent the crowd home. That's That's not a pop. I don't know what is. That's 2011, okay? Stop. That's for me. Stop. Get off of that. All right. I am putting a foot down, and then CJ is going to run with the extreme rules. You can no longer say breaking news with anything (laughs) outside of, like, I don't know. 12 hours? How about that? How many years? Come on. Guys, let's be real. Let's be real. Those fucking guys, uh, Rich Holland, Butch, Piton, and Sheamus, I don't care what you say. They will put on the best match that you could ever fucking put on. These guys are just uh, honker after... I think that's their catchphrase, right? Honker after honker. Yeah, that sounds right. Honker. Yeah. You you gotta do it about like 18 more times, but you got it. You got it. You got the Gunther and his boys, they're great, but put Pete who won the match, CJ? Uh, well, that was that was uh, the Brawling Brutes. Uh, they they won that match because Sheamus. I, I can't even I can't even like describe it because it was <laughs> just it was like I can't. Understand. He loved the match so much he doesn't even remember what happened. No, yeah, no, what happened. He loved it. No, no, it was just was so cool. awesome. 
No, it's just these guys hit each other so fucking hard. Like, I'm trying to think of like. Yo, yeah. this is Vince from. I'll get Vince from Slap Chop in there for you. It's so dumb. Like, these guys, I can't. Like, I did my thing. I was a wrestling recruit. There's no way that these men can get kicked in the face that fucking hard and be okay. Like, the Brawling Brutes, I'm going to give it two homes. I would. That's the highest rating that I've given. I wrote any for this. I wrote for this match in my notes. I said honks and bonks because I think that this match was a lot of fun. I thought it honked. I'll give it. I'll give it two honks as well. Um, and I uh, I liked how much they hit each other with Solalis. I think that was a nice thing. Also, Seamus brought a Seamus brought a picture of his grandfather to ringside. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why, why would you ever do that? Like, <laughs> that happening. All right. Well, this picture of my grandfather is not going to get destroyed. I'll just put this right here. It Listen, it gave, it gave him something energy. to fight for. Gave him something to fight for. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fight forever for the for Imperium and the Brawling Brutes. Yeah. So I got I got a couple things to say about the match. My daughter had said. And it looked like they were using Boba Fett sticks when they were hitting each other. I thought that was kind of funny. That's but, uh, uh, offensive to Irish people. What's wrong, what's wrong with Boba Fett? Okay, so so I want to make the, I want to make the statement right now. Um, as a proud Irish American, I have a statement. Exactly. Like my father has clearly. Ah. Also, you know, like if you hit somebody with this fucking shillelagh, they should go down. Like, there's they did no take st- it pretty hard, yeah. So I got a couple things. I actually rated this the, you know, I had three matches on this card that were three honks. This was three honks for me, and I'll tell you the reasons why I gave each of them. This one's not gonna sound as cool compared to the rest of them, which is kind of funny. But like, the reason I gave the first honk was Gunter and his chops. The reason I gave the second honk was Seamus and his chops. <laughs> and the, the reason I gave the third chop was really Seamus and his chops, but also I like the finish with the Celtic cross on the table. So that's that's why I gave it at the third honk. But I want to run down real quick. Um, my, my daughter, this is the only match that she was able to watch, and she wrote down some notes for me. And she said I had to write, I said to read them word for word. So, like, this is a brief thing of what she wrote. She wrote... Corey looks like a mall CM Punk. Gunther's music <laughs> sounds like Baby Shark. Why does he look like my grandpa? Why does Seamus remind me of a polar bear? Why is Imperium putting their hands behind their heads? They look like nuns. Why does my dad have so much hair on his back? How many announce tables are there? This is going to start World War III. And I just thought all of it was great. I had to share all of the notes. It was really funny. But that's what I had on the match. The only thing I can say is, where do each of the guys go from here? It doesn't matter where they go from here. Extreme Rules was a fucking banger. Like, oh yeah, it was great. I'm just asking. uh, Like I said, it was three honks. It just where do you think either one of their stores go? It was it was a honker. Oh, I mean, Butch Pete Dunn can go wherever he wants. Yeah, Butch Fight Night. (laughs) Sheamus, right? Sheamus looks tougher than any other human I've ever met. I did like how during the match, uh, when uh, Imperium had Butch cornered in the middle of the ring, and as Gunther's about to slap him, you just see Seamus burst out from the bar at ringside. It almost had this look like he's like, don't you dare touch my butch. 
I okay, like, oh, no. there. I think <laughs> after that match, the Brawl and Brutes look strong enough as a trio and strong enough as individual wrestlers that if you gave any of them or all three of them a shot against the Bloodline in some sort of champ match, I think it would be. It, you wouldn't say It'd no. Be a honker. It would be I mean, a great honker, and I think it would be another be, honker after honker. Honker after honker, honker after, after honker, honker after honker. honker. I'm going to dance like Sami Zayn. You guys don't even understand that um, this pay-per-view was without Sami Zayn. There was no bloodline. There was no There was no Kevin Owens. Owens. There was no Alpha Academy. There was no shoosh. No shoosh for Extreme Rules. No, No, but after that match, after the the, the brawling brutes, they threw on that... uh, uh, it was a cool I say, Rousey versus Liv Morgan. We're going to skip past that. Well, Those match Rousey's last thing, now- Spence, for a match that you said honks and bonks, I'm shocked you gave it two honks. Well, I figured you were upwards towards three at least. But I gave is, this. There is one match on this card I gave three honks to because I think the story it told was better, and I'll get to that a little later. Yeah. I gave well, this one three honks. I liked I, it. There was I a lot it of a energy. Two. It's how you start a pay per view, mm-hmm. just. Oh, I, think it, I think it benefited match. from the tornado tag rule set, meaning mm-hmm. like they didn't be like, oh, it's one v one in the two. It's just they all went at it, and it was chaotic from the start. Uh, it's props everywhere. They broke the announce desk. It was just chaotic. So I mm-hmm. gave it three hogs. Mr. TBZ, it just it's like it's frustrating that like Rich Holland is not there yet. He'll get there. Uh, I. I find it very odd. We're cheering Ridge Holland, and we all forgot that he put Biggie on the shelf, and not like right. kayfabe wise, he legitimately broke fucked his... this man's. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't think that. I mean, listen, I think something like that—that's a—that's wrestling, and I'm not trying to like minimize what happened to Biggie, but like that's a risk you take when you get into the squared circle. Like something could go wrong, that might happen. I don't think Ridge Holland did anything. Like he this, wasn't working he didn't safe. Do he's the not move good. properly. That's why he dropped him on his head. He's not guys, Goldberg, for God's sake. Well, let's not. I'm just saying it was. It's it's it's, it's juxtaposition. The juxtaposition mm-hmm. of this is is. I, I, it just was noticeable during the matches. Mr. Rizzo, like, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a personal question, Mr. Ooh, we're Rizzo. getting personal down yeah, here. With getting, if you love wrestling, dark. Punk, if you love wrestling. Let's let's be let's be real. That Liv Morgan versus Rousey match, like it was tough to watch. Oof. It was mid. Well, that no, wasn't as mid. As, oh, as, okay. as the resident defender of Liv, I'll take this one. Let's hear what TBZ has to say. I'll I just figured I was the proper person to give this match its due. So why don't we start off with what was good about this match? Liv lasted longer than I expected. I thought this was going to be a five-minute squash match, and by golly, she lasted, what, maybe upwards towards 15? <laughs> and, 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 Ronda started the match and tried to tap her out out of two different submissions within the first segments of this match, which Liv fought out of. Well done, and one of them was the armbar, so good job. You got out of her one-trick pony, Ronda. Uh, Mr. TBZ, let me now, hang on, hang on. Oh, yes, sir. Next point. There was a spot where Rhonda was on the table in the middle of the ring. Behold, Liv goes up to the turnbuckle. You see her; she's gonna go, and by golly, she hit the table. I was like, "Wow!" And like, it wasn't one of those like you know you hit the table, the table doesn't break or something, and it's off. No, she slammed right in. And I was like, "Good job." 
Great job. You know, it's it's terrifying being up on the turnbuckle. Good Jeez. for you. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I could say that was good about this match. The rest Gee, of the match was basically that. everything that uh, we saw. Well, Don't right. worry, Mr. Rizzo. We're getting there. Liv got the shit kicked out of her for the rest of the match out of everything else I've just discussed. And Ronda won. She won by tapping her out with the broken pieces of the table from the segment I just talked about. But um, I just find it funny that this match was, as Mr. Rizzo told me after the pay-per-view in confidence, that he finally gets what's so bad about Liv. And I find it funny because you know why? This match was actually one of her better matches as of late. Like okay. I was like, she she has improved from the last SmackDown that I was forced to overanalyze so I could bring forth proper evidence of why so, Liv is bad. So and this was this was decent. Like she had some good segments. I mean, her usual shenanigans showed, but you expect that. I mean, I can't she can't change everything all at once. You know, she's gotta make baby steps, and I thought this match was a baby step in the right direction. Spence, what did you think about her chair shots? Like, the way she hit Ronda with the chair. I mean, I the, first off, Liv sold that that chair was made out of, like, the, a dead sun star, a, the heart of a dead star. Like, it looked like it was the heaviest chair in the world. Uh, she had real trouble getting over. I don't I've listen, I've never I've never wrestled a match, let alone an extreme rules match. I don't know how tired that gets you. God knows I'm near forty and out of um, shape. I probably couldn't Mr. Uh, Spence. Probably... Let me tell you real quick, uh, that getting chopped by just incredible uh <laughs> trainer that I had is not the most fun thing ever, but also like you have to be good at what you do and like that chair is not 45 pounds, right? I, no, I wouldn't, and, I wouldn't assume. But I do. I wanted to say I do love Corey Graves saying that, you know, sometimes furniture doesn't cooperate in, in, <laughs> yes. in the wrestling world. Okay, fine. Can I make a comment on what they're doing with Liv and, and just something that, that it clicked for me watching this match, especially the idea of how Liv lost and what she was like after after she lost and everything like that. And it's that they're doing what with Liv right now what they should have done with Nikki Cross. Yeah. This should have been the title run of Nikki Cross. Not that's this. Not, that's not even. Not this Nikki A.S.H. <laughs> baloney. I understand it's for the kids. Let's whatever. not get there. Let's not but get I'm just there saying, right this, the okay. way Liv is acting is if uh, uh, Sanity Nikki Cross from NXT possessed her, and that's what she does. Because I want to say this was the, the exact same ending to the I passed out, I didn't tap out that Nikki Cross had against Shayna in NXT at one of the takeovers. Mr. TBZ, that's the thing that I actually want to touch on real quick because we have so much to go through. Um, as Mr. Spence mentioned it, like, she didn't tap out. She no. passed out, right? No, we, uh, we could still be in this with Liv. <laughs> we may still be in the long haul. I don't think we're done. Is that I, I mean, my turn. Is she at a point where it's like, okay, all right, we said this earlier, Mr. TBZ, like if she's learning and trying to get better, do you think this is it or? Well, I believe Mr. Rizzo has something to say and I'll let him chime in because I could, I, I've got a few more points I could go off on, but I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to give the floor over to Mr. Rizzo here. 
CJ wanted to ask some personal questions, so I'm going to keep with. Well, the I'm going to ask personal questions. I'm going to ask personal questions very slowly, and talk about this match very sexually. No, let's not even talk, talk about, about how let's, let's I hated start. everything about this damn match. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about <laughs> Let me just go off on this horrible, horrible match. Hold on, I got it. I can't quiet down. I can't talk about how serious I hated this match, except for the one honk that I gave it when Liv got hit her stomach into the rafters, and uh, uh, Ronda had the only good look of the swing of the baseball bat in the entire match. I was just disgusted that I was expecting a six-minute and 32-second match where Ronda threw around Liv like a rag doll, and we would have been happy. But no, we got a 12-minute and 29-second match where Liv didn't know how to put a chair in a corner, and it was upsetting, and I just don't know what's going on. I just want to see Ronda and Shayna. Let's move on. Uh, I'm I'm going to wrap this up with my final statement on this. And uh, I had something to go off of Rizzo here. Uh, But anyway, no, I got it. You said that, you know, you wanted a six-minute match where Liv just gets beat up and then she hits her finisher. You know who also No, 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 no. I wanted her to lose and just look bad getting her ass beat. But she just tried to make it believable that she was going to overcome. I never thought that was going to... I just thought she would have looked good and thrown around like a rag doll and then lose. And that's not what we got. All I was going to say is, you know who looks good getting beat up? Jobbers. Oh, no. And if your gimmick is being a jobber, you're not meant to be the champion right now. Are you calling Dolph Ziggler a jobber? I would stop right now. I was like, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler and a few other wrestlers look great getting beat up. No, Dolph Ziggler is He's the boss. Guys, guys. He's a decorated superstar to elevate your younger talent. Um, to be fair, yeah, I mean, let's let's move it on a little bit. But um, I've been hit in the stomach with a baseball bat before. It's not the and you you don't. But you enough don't. about the Shea family Thanksgiving. Let's get back to extreme rules. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, no way does that it woman. Didn't, it didn't help. Next one. It didn't help live that she tried to use a baseball bat after someone properly used a baseball bat because oh, you yeah. had that comparison where you're just like wow you really don't know how to fucking use a baseball bat no, wait, let's not even talk about how her not being able to use the baseball bat let's talk about how she forgot how to bring in the baseball bat it was just per- like oh yeah and then i forgot nice. it in the corner and now i nice. gotta find a- everything about it was just terrible we're, we're not talking about it anymore it was bad it was one honk we're, we're gone I tried to skip I gave it no hawks. This, this is the one match that got no hawks. Actually, I don't and, know. And now we're going to get no hawks for this one. We're going to get to skip over the Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre. I award you no hawks and may God have mercy on your soul. Exactly. Well, okay, I, I will go into that in a little detail. There wasn't much to it that, I mean, I, I gave it two hawks, and I'll tell the reasons why I gave the two of them on there. It finished with Karrion Cross. Um, beating Drew McIntyre with the help of Scarlett with some pepper spray. And I'd say about <laughs> Scarlett that Scarlett looked super hot. She's she got a lot of us. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me go. She was showing a lot of herself. And I think she hangs out with the same person that makes the outfits for Nikita Lyons. So, like, they have the same group. And then the reasons I gave the two 
um, honks where I actually liked that when Drew sold the shoulder, the ref kind of made a point to say it in front of the mic, like, I got medical right here. And that's kind of the believable, like, what's real, what's not that I kind of like about wrestling. And then the other honk I actually gave when um, Scarlett was yelling at Drew on the ground, more, more, and uh, Karrion Cross was hitting him with the strap. I kind of like that. Um, but that's yeah, I bet I you do. And <laughs> Miss, I'm not Miss really Marissa. sure where either of them are going. What else you guys got for, uh, for the match? I got one. So this was my lowest rated match of the night. I gave it zero hogs. I liked this less than the live Ronda Whoa. match. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and here's why. Got him! I, I understand that this is an extreme rules match. The strap is your extreme rules. I thought all of the bullshit at the beginning with Karrion refusing to put on the strap, the match had not started yet. None of that should have been allowed. And I understand this is extreme rules. They're not going to stop the match or whatever. But um, if, if that is your... What matches your, are, are they stopping? It hasn't started. The, what I'm saying is that he should have been... There should have been some sort of consequence or something for that. And and that, to me, read not as, oh, wow, he's really taking things into his own hands. It's like, this man is Mr. refusing to participate. He should be out of here. Um, Mr. Spence. Mr. Spence. I, no, wait, hold on, hold on. No, CJ, no, no, one, no, no. one last thing. One, one more thing. I've got, I've got two things on this. One, I've realized more strap matches are hard because you need to you need to be able to really sell them and really like draw the audience in because you can't go far away and kind of build that and these guys didn't have that they didn't have that innate storytelling ability to make the strap match seem like it was real things i am not sold on carrion cross i get that he's got a cool entrance and like he says TikTok, even though sand is uh Sand timers don't make sounds. Um, so. so no, 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 and I agree with you. Like I yeah. didn't love the match, but like, I, I honestly, hated it. If My you're lowest... carry, if you're carrying cross, right? You walk down to the ring. This man is like, I have a, a leather strap, you know, just tied to me. Uh, are you going to tie that to yourself? Like, why would but, you ever listen, do that? I, I understand why Karrion Cross wouldn't do it. What I'm saying is that there was a ref there, and that ref tried to put it on him, and he said, no, there sh- it doesn't make sense in any world, even even professional wrestling world, to be like, I guess you can go kick the shit out of this guy then. Like, no harm, no foul. They called the cops when, like, Becky and Rhonda fought too hard. So was that during Extreme Rules, though? But I'm just saying that this, but that was that during Extreme Rules. It wasn't. He didn't agree to the stipulation. If you're going to have a stipulation match, it doesn't make sense. If someone just says, "Hey, I know we have a stipulation. Uh, What if we didn't?" It sounds like a no. And thank you for answering. Asked for the stipulation. I I, listen. Thanks to the fine folks at Hulu, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but the only reason I asked that is if if it was Drew the one that put up the um the strip. Yes, and then. Cross was kind of like, well, I don't really want to do this. He did. There's no incentive for him to want to be in the match, and Drew's got to be like, I'm making you be in this damn match. So he has to force him to put the thing on. So like, it's the only thing I can say it maybe where it works, but I can see you not liking that. I understand. Weird, I will. Also, I also have angle. one more note. Nothing illustrates more how like white bread lame I think Karrion Cross is than when he when Scarlet Pepper sprayed Drew. And then Karrion Cross pinned him, and then like a freshman in their drama club production of Absence of a Cello, Don't minutes later, Karrion Cross said, 
oh no, I got pepper sprayed too because the pepper spray was near my face and then started to weirdly rub his eyes because he forgot that there was pepper spray there and he had to pretend that he had pepper spray. It was really bad, really cringy. Strap matches, you need to be a certain echelon of wrestler to make strap matches work. Neither of these guys were that and I really like Drew and that's all I got to say about that. It's roasting well his entrance right now is what's carrying it, right? That's, That's it. And Scarlet. Let's get real. Scarlet brings one honk every time. (laughs) Forget it. All right, let's forget it. All right, so yeah, TBZ, what we got next on the the card? I believe we have... Bailey versus Bianca in a ladder match. It's a 1v1 match, meaning damage control was not by ringside. Why not? And uh, I just want to read this note I have here about this match. See either wrestler in this match for what I expect out of a champion of SmackDown. Looking at you, Liv. This is how you are a champion. Look at Bianca. Well, it was just a great match. It was fantastic. I, I uh, agree. Who won the match? And Bianca won the match uh, by, first of all, defending herself against uh, damage control. They came out during the match after Bailey got. Uh, she got knocked out of the ring, and uh, Bianca was starting to climb the ladder. And as she was doing that, damage control comes out, and they start beating her down for a little bit. And then uh, she pulls out a double KOD on both of them to knock them out. And uh, yeah, and then uh, Bailey comes back. They had a segment where then Bailey had a ladder, and then ba- Bianca goes to KOD her while holding the ladder. <laughs> Uh, I noted that actually it looked like she took a serious bump on the ladder there. It looked like she was grabbing her face. So I was in the heat of the moment, very concerned for her going, oh, God, I hope she's not dead because she immediately won the match after she climbed the ladder to win. And still. uh, Sorry, TBZ. I texted you. I was like, is she hurt? Mm -hmm. Did she bleed? Like, there were some nasty bumps in this match. Nasty bumps. She she hit it so well. Like, Mm -hmm. what a brilliant wrestler. And um, I don't know. Maybe the closest thing to like a Razor Ramon that we have in the women's division. I, you know, you know my feelings. Are you talking about Bianca? Uh, Bailey. Bailey is my favorite women's wrestler. She understands. And um, I'm looking at the woman that lost the match. You said is, but I just want to. I only asked who who you were compared to the Razor Ramon. I just wasn't sure who you meant. Have you seen? Have you seen her just walk around and do her thing in the ring? Bailey is brilliant. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hitch my wagon to her. Right. Listen, I I agree with you. I think. She had been gone so long that I forgot how good Bailey is, and she has reminded me every time she's stepped foot on screen since her return. And I think she's fantastic. That ladder match was, I give it two honks. I'll give it the same as the Brawling Brutes uh, Imperium match. I thought it slapped. Um, My only thing about it is I don't like it when Bianca uses her hair as a weapon. It seems for a face to be unfair. Like, it doesn't seem like face behavior to use your hair as a whip like that, but... We've played that game. Uh, now that Vince is gone, I know that we will never get a Bianca hair versus hair match. But yeah. it's so dumb. Like, God, that would be yeah. perfect. Uh, it'll never happen, and I kind of thank God let her have this thing. It's very marketable and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Bailey does next. I could see her either continuing with Bianca. There's there's plenty to do there, or you know, the nice thing about WWE and 
you know, to, to kind of compare it to the women's division in AEW is that you've got a lot of options in WWE. Bailey can really go against anyone. It's not the same six people every week. So no, it's, just, it's like Charlotte's coming back, and we saw that. I think mm-hmm. it was on Raw, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Bailey's just a she's a force. She's mm-hmm. going to be somebody that that she has to deal with. It also and helps that she's in a faction. There is also, uh, there was a, uh, there is a rumor. I don't know. We won't know until next week, but next week NXT is going head to head against Dynamite uh, because Dynamite's on a Tuesday due to, I think, uh, either MLB or NHL. Um, and there is a rumor that Bailey is going to show up on NXT to, to drive some ratings down there. So I would be excited to see maybe Bailey versus Mandy or something like that. That could be a fun little, little program to get started. And Mandy's great, but like, let's think about it. Like, you watched Extreme Rules for one reason, right? Ray Wyatt. He was going to come back. Oh, I um, watched for the Extreme Rules. Well, let's think about... <laughs> I watched for Liv. Let's think about Judgment Day. <laughs> what a like, disappointment. Like, honestly, like, after watching a pay-per-view, I've never been more disgusted. Uh, Judgment Day was Listen, fucking brutal. CJ, I agree with you. I As, wait, wait, what, what, okay, as an alumni ahead. of... Of Kenesha's college, nobody does that to Beth Phoenix and gets away with it. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I, you guys didn't even let me Mr. talk Rizzo. about the damn match. You guys went up about Bianca, or I'm sorry, about Bailey the whole time, and didn't even want to talk about the champion that was able to beat three people in a damn ladder match. Miss, miss. Let me, let me, let me go off in a second for for a little bit. I thought okay. it was a three honker. I thought Bailey yelling at the kid in just what is the first honk. The second one with the ladder not breaking when and Bailey jumped on it was pretty cool, and then the final ladder mat ladder spot was the was the third honk, and then Michael Cole saying time to control some damage was kind of funny, um, but I don't think Bailey is going anywhere but the title, even though she lost a three on one match for the with the ladder match, she's still going after story wise, she's still going after the. The title. Everything about the match was great. I love Bailey. I love Bianca. Bianca's still, I think, kind of booked like John Cena, but um, Bailey's still going for the title, right? We got another spot to the story. We got more with her and Bianca. We got more meat on the bone with that. So that's all I got to say about that. But yeah, let's keep going and move to the Judgment Day with uh, the Edge versus Finn Balor in the I Quit match. And Joe, I'm sorry, Spence, take it away. I think I said last week. I don't think any individual wrestler has benefited more from Triple H taking over control of WWE creative than Finn Balor. He's gone from the guy whose unstoppable demon persona lost because the ring fell apart for some reasons, LOL, and then he convulsed on the floor for a while. Dead man. Dead man. Yeah. To to basically running a spooky bullet club uh, in... In on Raw, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, I think the I Quit match was, in fact, I'm going to just refer to my notes real quick. Uh, the the I Quit match was my number three match of the night. I gave, uh, actually, I'm sorry, it was my number one match of the night. Uh, I got my things mixed up. Because I think it's to- told the best story of all the matches. Edge and Finn, the having to say I Quit and having the ref impishly stand there with a microphone shoving in their face every time <laughs> they were in the world led to a lot of things. It led to a lot of like pathos when they brawled in the crowd and then they came back and all that. And the way that it ended with judgment day playing the goddamn numbers game against edge, getting him in a hold and then threatening against the pride of Canisius college, Beth Phoenix, 
uh, with that chair to end in that gnarly chair shot that looked like the death of Beth, uh, which is only going to move this further. I thought it was amazing. Edge is working on a different level since he's come back uh, in 2020. Mr. Spence, I CJ? don't love. I don't love Edge. Like I don't love him. But I listen. I don't. Making it, no, no, he's making it work. Like what is his yeah, legacy? I, I think. I think Edge. The way that they've played this of Edge starting Judgment Day and now Judgment Day being the the end of Edge, kind of his his biggest nemesis, is such a cool little story that they're telling. I, I really love it. I like that they're getting the families involved. And here is my question for all of y'all, because I know we've talked about this a lot. Survivor Series this year is a War Games match. How many people are in a War Games match normally? Four. Four. It's four. Four v four. The Undisputed Era loved War Games, and it was four of that. So if it's four v four, we've got Finn, Punishment Martinez, and uh, and <laughs> okay, let's call him that. That's fine. That's cool. that was his name on the on the on the Indies. Um, Damian Priest. Damian yeah, Priest. Exactly. Yes. I couldn't think of his, his WWE name. <laughs> cool, on the Indies, he was Punishment yeah. Martinez. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I can anyway. remember. Yeah. I, I, that comes to yeah. mind before Damian Priest. Are, yeah. are you suggesting an intergender war games? Well, that's that's what I'm wondering. Do we do we get an intergender war games again from Judgment Day versus Edge Ray, and Ray, Edge, and Beth, Donna. and yeah. maybe AJ? But now now that we've had that other return, I think that takes AJ out of this. Or maybe yeah. Edge is on the shelf for a while. I don't know where it goes, but I know whenever Edge comes back because of this story, it's going to be worth telling. I will say oh, this. Guys, like, this match made me feel feelings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that, thing. Like, but the next I match. I feel for you. I got a little weepy. But no, it was actually because of the edge element, honestly. I was mm-hmm. just like, the minute he was like, the minute they were setting it up, I just went, oh, that is how he'll quit. Also, yeah. they're not going to not do it. And, <laughs> like, and, I was and, just and, immediately like, oh, God. And God, TBZ, sorry, if dude. I may, they set, the, they set the tone for that not at not at Extreme Rules, but at the previous week's Raw in that promo where he said, my kids don't want me to do this. Beth don't, doesn't want me to do this, exactly. but I will do, I will do this to keep my family safe because that, and the fact that it ended with them threatening his family, I just, well, chef's I mean, kiss. I mean, Beautiful. Three, be- three, three and a half honks. And Finn Balor's entrance was oof, mm-hmm. next level shit. I was like, it was cool because it like, the backdrop was the wings, but like every yep. like everything that wasn't the wings like flashed during his like big entrance. I was like, "Ooh, that's Super cool. 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 That's neat. Yeah. That's new." Mister so. Spence, I, the way that I look at it was like, "Hey, look, uh, Beth Phoenix is going to get." I mean, that's the only way that Edge is going to say I quit. Mm-hmm. Finn's yep. not going to say yep. that. Yeah, no, Finn. Finn was never going to, and because of the numbers game. Because of Judgment Day, we knew they were going to play a part in it. We always action. Yeah, exactly. It's happening. I mean, to be fair, we all saw that Beth Phoenix was going to be the reason that mm-hmm. Edge quit. Like that's no. The- you know what, CJ? I'm going to disagree with you. I did not see that coming. I didn't see Beth getting involved. Really? Beth had, yeah. Storyline wise, Edge had said Beth doesn't want me to do this. At what point does that lead me to think? Well, Beth is definitely showing up in the ring. I could have seen a number of other people, maybe AJ jumping in or something like that to help edge out. But I didn't see Beth coming. And then the way that it ended, it was just like, it was a perfect story. I really liked it. Well, to be fair, 
on the opposite spectrum, I saw Beth Phoenix getting involved and like, yeah, she's going to take a concerto. I didn't think it was going to be as rough as it was. was. It was props to Rhea, by the way. It was actually kind of tough to watch. I I will say after all the... Mr. Rizzo. If you've been paying attention to football, you know all the stuff with Tua and CTE and concussions. Yeah. And with all that fresh in my mind, it was hard to watch that that chair shot. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. When really did Tua hoping... get hit with a chair? <laughs> okay. It's as if he was. It was when he was watching, uh, oh, shit, McGruber and laughing on the plane ride home. That's okay, I'm so- just saying. Mr. Like, Rizzo, hey, no matter- you can get pushed over and land on the back of your head. Yeah, concussion. But that doesn't happen from a chair. Mr. Rizzo, you didn't like watching that. There was nothing fun about that. Like, you might ogle and, like, be a simp for Rhea Ripley, but, like, she fucking smashed Beth Phoenix's head against a chair, and it's it's it was just rough to watch. Like, I don't it was, care. It, it was pretty awesome, because we, you know we were cheering for it, even though we were just like, stop! And we're like, yeah, don't, stop. Did you, did you want to see that? Because I didn't. I... I was hoping, like, I knew she wasn't going to relent, but... Before, I, I I was kind of more where Spence was with not thinking that Beth was going to get involved. But as soon as she did, yeah, you kind of you kind of knew what you were getting into with this one. Oh, like, as soon uh, as she showed up, I knew... Yeah, she like, that. sorry, girl, like, you're going to get this one, and you'll get your comeuppance later. We're going to pop the crowd for a chair shot, like, and you're going to take it, not, not Rhea. Beth and uh, it looked more violent... Because of the way that her hair looked on the on the chair, it looked like she hit more of her head than the than the chair. Mm-hmm. It looked so nasty. It was a great spot. And uh, I listened to the Cheap Heat podcast. Uh, Rosenberg was talking about like backstage. He went up to Beth, going like, "Hey, I know I'm a mark, but like, you okay? Like that was that one was really nasty." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, thanks." Like because it looked like you said it looked really bad, but they did it well. It was it was pretty good. Well, speaking of marks, like, fucking, didn't Seth Rollins call Matt Riddle a mark before this entire drama went on with, like, the... the, the You're talking about that fight, Yeah, I'm talking about that fucking fight. Ooh, fight pit! I will get into the fight pit. Fight pit! Real quick, it, it was on me for not just giving you my, my rating and my reason for it real quick on the I Quit match. I did give this three haunts. I thought Edge actually dismissing the mic, which I thought we was going to be a thing like, get that out of my face. And I thought it wasn't going to happen, but it wasn't. He kept asking him. Um, fighting in, I actually liked all the fighting in the crowd and then the finish with the chair, just getting us the three honks. But, and then we alluded this because we're taping this on Wednesday that yep. the Judgment Day is probably going into something with another group that we'll get into with Raw. Um, yes. But yeah, Mr. Into Mr. The, Mr. The pit. Mr. Rizzo, I have to stop you. I'm so sorry. I can't like get this. this three honks. I can't. Because I don't want another person to watch this match. It was hard. Why don't you don't like chair shots? You just don't want to see anyone ever get hit with a chair. I, it's not I think that. there's Mr. Rizzo, I think it's there's hard. a difference between a chair shot and a chair shot to the head. Chair yeah, shots I know, head. but like that's not oh, did you not like the edge, uh, hit them in the head? Like it was, that it was a chair, chair spot that doesn't hurt anybody. In my opinion, it was like, um, hey, I can do this. I can smash somebody in the fucking head chair. You quit, and I'm still going to do it. And I saw her still doing that. But it's tough to watch another person get hit in the head with a fucking. Don't you like horror movies? 
Oh, I love. Yeah, but that's yeah. different. Rizzo, the like, horror movies are are fake. This is a real person that you're cheering for the bad guy. I don't understand why. What's so hard about this? You like to see the big woman hit another woman with a chair. What's not to be into? I, I don't know why you got to be down on it. I don't love it. I just I, yeah. I, I I'm with I'm with. I can uh, still be just as like wow wow that was a tough shot. Coming from I the I, attitude, I don't, that's, that's shocking okay. to hear. But like I, yeah yeah, it's a chair shot. Like that's that's. That's what they do. Listen, all no. I'm saying is that we've seen what chair shots of the head did to the brain of Kane now that he's mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, and I don't want to <laughs> see that happen to the pride of Canisius College, Beth Phoenix. Well, it's I don't just... think that those are the same spots. I guess that's maybe that's where we're getting here. Like, you legitimately think that Beth got hit in the head with the chair? No, no. And it was no, well no, no, I just, no, it's well done. It's hard to watch, yeah. But, like, Kane legitly got hit in the head with the chair. Like, there's a difference. Like, one's okay, I, think I think we're talking in circles here. We got to move on. Yeah, I, I, I get, yeah, I'm sorry. We, we don't need to keep going on. But, like, I just didn't think it was a legit chair shot. And if it was, I'd be just as uh, disgusted as you guys were. I just, yeah, it was. A- I'm with you, Rizzo. This is wrestling. I yeah, mean, like, I didn't you, think you signed good, up for this, all right? Yeah. They happen. Did but you not like the I, Randy I think Orton if we were uh, edge in that- match? Did you not I mean, watch that? I mean, uh, uh, TBZ, that was the greatest wrestling match of all time. So. And he uh, would recommend it to anybody because it has a chair shot at the end of it. You no, know, I mean, it, I, I can't help but recommend it because it is, you know, canonically the greatest wrestling match of all time. It's just, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's just Speaking one of, of the things. greatest wrestling match of all time, Seth Rollins versus Riddle in the fight. fight we were so close. And now I'm Spartan we... kicking CJ into the fucking fight pit. Let's go. Wait, wait before we talk about the fight pit, can I talk about the funniest no, we're thing. in the fight pit wait, wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. No, it doesn't matter. Breaking news, be damned. It's fight pit. Yeah, I don't want to hear anything for 2009. According to <laughs> according to Daniel Cormier, uh, a bunch of fans at ringside were calling him Carl Winslow, and it made yes. him upset. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the fight pit? I have to say honestly, though, this was disappointing. Just like the greatest wrestling match of all time. There, I when he when he got mad at them, do you think the fans said, "Did I do that?" (laughs) Why did you make a? You really think that's the greatest wrestling match of all time? The fight pit? No. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, I I I thought said that. I was like, wait a minute. It was a good match, though, right? Like, it was fun. It was fine. It was a good. It was a good main event. Mm Hmm. Mr. Rizzo? I got I gave it a two honker. Two honks with I like the frog splash with Seth early. And then the other thing which kind of underutilized was like when they got up on the on the ramp, yeah. I like the way they used the chain. First they mm-hmm. did like a move on it a little bit with Seth, and then uh Riddle swung around it a little bit. And I I wish they would have done a little bit more. Um but that was it. It didn't it I thought it was going to be a longer match, and then we we're going to get more to it. So that was that was about it. I mean, I wonder if someone got injured. Uh, well, from what I thought, I heard a different podcast talk. It might have been the Wrestle Talk guys. They insinuated that Riddle might have tried to uh, was going to do a different move from the top ramp, or and then kind of chickened out a little bit and just did that. It doesn't matter. So, it was a really rough slot. Oh yeah, yeah. I I didn't think of it. I didn't think of it as bad. I thought it was good. If if the, anything, we thought maybe that Seth like took a, yeah, a hard shot to the rib, and yeah. we had the call. But it might not have been short. It might have just been the plan with because it bled into the Wyatt return. Like that might have been the reason why they did that. But one thing I do got to ask is 
Seth's outfit, I wasn't sure of until he did a move. Yeah, thank you. That was the frog splash. He did Seth freaking Rollins, which is the RVD thing, and I thought that he was dressed like RVD. So that and then – Mr. – not Mr. Spence, but Spence. Um, That RVD, uh, Seth freaking Rollins moment, you watch GCW, right? Yeah, every, I, I catch a couple other things like mostly their big name matches, the the Moxleys, your sometimes your Janela matches, your uh, yeah, we'll get into that. In your your king of the your no, king no, of the no, death no. match, Matt Cardona. No, no, I said ECW. Oh, like, oh, ECW. Sorry, you know what? I got confused. Hold on, let me Rob let me just. Where, hey, do you know where I can watch? Uh, I can watch ECW. Look it up on the Peacock. Yeah, but uh, no, Seth Rollins wore that RVD outfit, and it was like so weird, like. Not, like, weird, but, like, it was a psychological thing. Like, he was just, like, <sighs> Seth Rollins is so good. He Seth Rollins is really good. I think that this match, uh, I don't know, how do I want to put this? It was a little busy for my tastes in that uh, there was a lot going on, and it didn't seem like the two guys really knew which direction it was going. I felt like once they got on top the the ramp or the, the, the little balcony section of the fight pit, it lost a little bit of steam. Also, I mean, this is me wanting a match and not judging it on what happened. I wanted to see uh, Riddle do an RKO off of that thing. Uh, and I know what you're going to say. It can't happen. But then again, we saw Sammy Guevara do the same thing to Cody off of a ladder that was probably just as high on AEW. And that was a cool spot. I think it would have been fun to see. But you can't argue You can't argue for the match you wanted. You got to argue for the match you saw. I think it was like a... Yeah, one and a half honk match. TBZ, were you worried about that? Like, honestly, like, Rollins and Riddle up on that structure. Like, no, because I wish they did more up on the platform. <clears throat> it kind of seemed like once they got up to the platform, that was like the beginning of the end. It's like it's this scary. match is we're wrapping it up here. Uh, and, and like what Spence said, it was busy. You're right. It was busy and not a lot happened, you mm-hmm. know? There was just so much going on. You had the ref who had no effect on the match. Oh. He made such a big deal about him being out there. And then you mm-hmm. even have him kind of do little character stuff to start, but nothing happened. Well, that was my that's one of my other complaints with the ref. Daniel Cormier kept saying, you're not here to fight me. You're here to fight him. And it's like, bro, no one's fighting you. They're moving you out of the way because you're well, standing in the wrong spot. the impression yeah. that they're trying to build that story. So yeah. you're like, okay, he's going to interfere. He's going to interfere. And then just nothing. nothing. And it's like, yeah. why I was is he even surprised. here? Why do we fucking care? I was surprised we that don't. we he don't. didn't have we... more involvement in the match. Like that was his way of trying to get seen as a ref, but because mm. there was no other storyline building on it, it was kind of like, oh, he was he was not really that much involved. And then control like his narrative. Yeah, yes. we're, we're well, recording think... this on Wednesday, so we already have follow ups for the guy for both guys in this match. Well, at least one of the guys in the match. Um, I think that Bro is going to be setting up for a match with Braun Breaker, maybe? I think after Halloween Havoc that Braun might lose his title belt. He comes up to the main roster, and they showed him, I think, on screen. He got a very small pop. Yeah, I say he was at uh, But Rules. I can see him with uh, Riddle down the road, and then we'll talk about what uh, Seth is up to in a little bit. But, yeah, that was the Extreme Rules card because after that we had Bray. Uh, anybody else got anything else in the card they want to talk about? Yeah, I actually, I actually do. Yes, just for a second. Let me ask you guys. Um, do you love wrestling right now? 
Like, do you love wrestling? I love. I. I hi, honk. If I love wrestling. Yeah, honk, oh, honk, honk. I love wrestling. Honk. Okay. Honk. Like wrestling right now is where it should be. Like WWE is doing their job. They're doing well. What about AEW? Like, what do you guys? I think. think- do you want to wait to get to that until after we talk to Raw? Well, no, because yeah, I think should. I think I think CJ's talking about the bigger picture here about the the not not individual shows, but the state of the two companies. And and CJ, I think I think whereas some people might look at AEW and say, oh, they're not doing as great right now. I think the way that they've rolled forward from the fallout from All Out and where they are right now, every Brawl every, Out, Brawl Out, Brawl out uh, every week has been an enjoyable episode with some honkers honker matches. I think they're doing well, and I. I would go as far to say that if the landscape of cable television and the way people consume media was the same today as it was during the Monday Night Wars, I think we'd see a lot more kind of competition between WWE and AEW right now in and terms of viewership. They're a partnership possibly down the road. Mm-hmm. I think oh their pay per view or premium live pay per view and premium live event schedules are a little, I wouldn't say wonky, but like. Because there's only four for AEW, I wouldn't say that there's a lull after their pay-per-view because they had a big event in New York City with the Dynamite, but they're they're doing a slow build to their next one where WWE has like three weeks and they got another one and then they got yeah. and then they got another one and then just they don't stop. They also have double the amount of programming. Like I just remember that that they have like more than double the amount of roster programming and TV time. So like, as a main roster, WWE is a total of what five hours a week, right? AEW, you said no. no WWE main roster is you, five hours a week. Right? You if you're NXT? only doing main roster, it's not five. Roster. But if you want to okay. count NXT because it's also live TV, mm-hmm. but he said no, we're not counting that, so it's five hours. Yeah, you're I'm correct. saying five hours I just, versus. I'm only counting out the main brand. Now, I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> we have people who are wrestling on both promotions. Like we we have just in the in recently we've had Ricochet Finn we've had Nikki Cross we've had yeah, like and then it's like and then called the down week, to the AAA team hey come on down and practice with us for a bit but like there's storylines right uh, uh this week Sonya Deville showed up uh Cameron Grimes and somebody else is also getting people who are gonna help them wrestle I think one of you guys mentioned like Bailey maybe coming down to help with someone I don't think it's Mandy Rose I think it's either. Uh, was it Cora Jade or whoever her partner is that they're feuding with? She's they're Here's, going to get help on anyone on the roster. So I just meant there's just no, a lot I, of I live programming. To me, to me, Mr. Rizzo, main roster is will this storyline pay off at a WWE pay per view? And I don't, I don't see that. NXT doesn't have that happen. They don't show up. Obviously, they weren't a part of Extreme Rules aside from cameos in the crowd. Uh, they're not going to show up in Crown Jewel or. May maybe they'll show up in Survivor Series. I don't know if they've done that. I know they did that a couple years yeah. ago. No, I'm so. pushing back on this because we start we saw it in the early on when NXT was supposed to become up of their own brand when 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 Triple H was originally taken over of them mm-hmm. winning the Survivor Series uh, battle. Yeah, and yeah. then we routinely see NXT roster members in um, the Royal Rumble. So we're we're just seeing more of a yeah, mesh. But, it's not, but what I'm saying is that the NXT no, but what I'm saying is that the NXT belts aren't defended at WrestleMania. We but There's we've the seen them the on NXT. some of the cards. The, my point is is we're not going to get NXT back to the old point where they're going to have 
uh, 15,000 people in an arena, but we're going to get main roster people going back and forth and just getting more interest. I just meant that they have more time to tell people those stories on TV. That was the point I was just trying to make. Mr. Rizzo, Braun Breaker and Nikita Lyons, I mean, God bless her hearts. I mean, they're not going to draw as much as you would imagine. Like, yeah, it's NXT. Like, it's in a fight with AEW right now. It's it's brutal, but a guy like Braun Breaker can carry that entire roster. The entire WWE roster, like, um, I'm not I'm not sure what you're saying. Are you saying that he should move up? Like, that's what my point is. I think he is moving up soon. That man should move up, and uh, he can't beat Roman Reigns just yet, but give him time. Like, speaking of Roman Reigns, speaking he was on of- Raw this past week. Yeah, let's, 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 before we get, we, we talked a little bit about the dis- big discussion that we want to get between AEW and WWE, I guess, a little bit, but let's just talk about the bleed over from Raw, a little fallout from the, the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. We saw a couple big things happen. Tony, no, not Tony. Who came back? Uh, well, Mr. TBC. Rizzo. I, I, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Rizzo. I, I feel like you uh, you had the correct statement about this past Raw that uh, with Trips in Charge now, they, uh, they've they mastered the post-premium live event show. It was mostly like a recap, kind of just coming back to... Full you know, Bray like recap. Happened. Mm-hmm. Full Bray, Bray I mean, recap. the the Hulu version of Raw didn't show me the Gargano Theory match. It didn't show me most of the backstage thing, but gosh darn, I saw the full Bray, uh, full Bray recap and the full I Quit match recap, as well <laughs> as that thing that they do where they show still images of the matches, yeah, like over a music thing. I saw yeah. all of those, but no actual Raw, very few actual Raw matches. But the reason I'm I'm bringing it uh, Roman into all of this is that we had started off raw with a bloodline promo where uh, where joe is i believe you said apparently the rules don't matter in wwe except you know if riddle wants to come out and just be like hey i know i can't challenge you for the belt but what but if what, i could what if i could hey I mean, logan it worked for logan paul right i mean logan <laughs> paul's the king of all media i don't know but yeah no, <laughs> he's he, the table riddle comes out to challenge roman he's just like nah this is beneath me and uh, Sammy, the ever eager honorary Oos, uh, steps up and wants to you know, wants to he wants to earn his keep around here. So mm-hmm. he's like, "Yo, let me handle this," and uh, <clears throat> that sets up the match for later on in the evening, where it's Sammy versus Riddle. And uh, the major point to well, first of all, Corey Graves called Sammy Sammy Uso. So once again, <laughs> inching closer to becoming an Why Uso. Not? But the main wow. element of this match. Sammy lost, and he lost because Jay prevented Jimmy from helping out. Um, throughout the match, Jay helped Sammy when the ref wasn't looking by kicking him while you know they were through the ropes or through the ropes or whatever. And Sammy yelled at him twice in the match and was like, "Stop doing that! I got this." And then when they tumble to the outside, Sammy's getting slapped by Riddle, and Jimmy now is like, "We gotta help him." And Jay's like, "No, he's got this," and that causes Riddle to lose. And, and that is, I, I just wanted to touch on that element because it's, it's happening. Like this, the story is progressing even more. Yeah, now. and, and there was element, like, who's going to be, who's, who's Roman going to be mad at Sammy or Jay? I was going to say, there was that great moment at the beginning uh, promo where 
Roman was going to talk to to Jay, and then Sammy said, "Let me handle this, uh, Tribal Chief," yep. and then took it from there. And I thought that was a lot of fun to watch too. So it, it is fun because now Sammy's becoming like the right hand man of Roman, and mm. Jay is watching that position slip out from under him. Mister Teasy, let me ask you a question. Like CJ, saw... closer to the mic, please. Okay, fine. Pardon me. Um, we saw. Jey Uso um, get questioned by Roman Reigns. Like, he looked at him in the eyes. Jey Uso couldn't even look at the tribal chief in the eyes. Yeah, because he's fuming. Where do we see this going? Like, there's I think we're entering the nation of speculation. I was going to say not to get to the my, nation My two cents, and I'll be done. I think Roman's going to be, be mad at Jay because he said, make sure Sammy wins. He didn't say how. He didn't say when. Just make sure he wins the match. That's and I kind of loved Jay's face because afterwards he had this look of just like, I feel like he couldn't tell if he was in trouble, but also was like, he deserves this because he asked for this. And he's just I have, like, yep, we're going now. Mr. This is his problem. We out. TBC, go. TBC, I have never seen like a more broken dog in my life than Jay Uso. Yeah. Like that man could not look at Roman Reigns in the eyes, and I hope that maybe Sami Zayn can do something for him. I don't know. Like, I think Sami's going to get too caught up in the limelight, and he's going to be like, "I'm in." But he has the best dance ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack with the whole Sammy Bloodline relationship. I think right. uh, the going. other big thing that happened in Raw is we had well, we had two returns. Uh, the first was a little disappointing, in you if you ask me, because they yes. just showed up and fought Finn Balor. They did not have two fists uh, emerge from freshly dug graves and two sweet each other. That's right. the The Good Brothers, the OC, are back in WWE, uh, helping out their boy AJ Styles against. Finn Balor on the Judgment Day. Harassed by the Judgment Day. Yeah. I, I think you have they could a, be fun. Do you have a minute to talk about our Lord and Savior, Rhea Ripley? Carl uh, oh. Anderson, <laughs> a.k.a. Sour Boy, is my oh, favorite. The worst. Sour Boy's he's the worst. The best. That's Sour why he's not in WWE. <laughs> no, he's Sour Boy. There um, is a lot of, there's some stuff going on with him, like having a belt with New Japan, whether he will go back and he's, wrestle, he's whether he won't. Camp, right? I'm not sure about all of this stuff, so it's just, I don't know. That's going on. That's just one to mention. Well, let me ask you. I mean, these guys, regardless of their New Japan affiliations, they're going to put boots to whoever AJ says, right? Like, they're going to be Yeah, they're, they're going to be his thing, and, and they're going to work for a while. And t- listen, I again, I, I've been burned so much by the Vince booking again. The Good Brothers are going to show up, get a pop, be with AJ. We're going to go, hey, remember the Bullet Club? And then after a while, they're going to get shuffled into random tag matches against, I don't know, Shelton Benjamin and, <laughs> I don't know, Kane. I miss meme, sh- <clears throat> I miss meme Shelton Benjamin. Uh-huh. <laughs> Guys, Extreme uh, Rules was fucking... Beautiful. But who was the other return? You, we talked about the well, good The other brothers. big return is, of course, uh, the Beast Incarnate himself, Brock Lesnar. Showed up in, a, in something that felt weird. 
Okay, so so what happened was Brock Lesnar showed up to challenge uh, Bob to, to to throw off Bobby Lashley. Ended up costing him the U.S. title to Seth freaking Rollins. About and time. I, Seth we, got a belt. Yeah, I think it's good that Seth. Uh, fun fact: every member of the Shield now has a belt, regardless of what promotion they work in, which is pretty <laughs> fun. Um, but uh, seeing seeing Brock Lesnar feud with someone who isn't Roman Reigns about something that's not the universal title felt like when you see your parents kiss. It's weird. And it, like, I get <laughs> that it, it happened. Yeah. It makes sense that why it happened, but it's weird and I don't have to like it. Wait, <laughs> so. your, your parents kiss? That's Well, they oh, used geez. to. All right, fair enough. They used to. No, but like, <laughs> like, like I asked, like, Mr. Rizzo... Could you see somebody beating Bobby Lashley for a belt? I mean, yes, yes, I can. Who? Uh, Seth freaking Rollins. After getting beaten (laughs) down by, I mean, we watched him fight Bobby Lashley two weeks ago. That that could work too, but no, we've seen this match already on Raw like two weeks ago, and it was a good match. Honestly, again, I think I noted that it was the first time I saw somebody win resist the stomp like he goes to stomp him and bobby lash is like nope and he's like oh shit matt riddle tommaso champa where where, where has he been in this entire uh dexter Dexter loomis has tommaso champa not dragged underneath the ring by dexter loomis he's still currently Hell, well, listen, right? you don't get Austin. out of hell. It's not easy yeah. to get out of hell. Once you're in hell, it takes a lot to get out. Have you not read uh, Dante's Jonathan Inferno? Cena. <laughs> Brutal. Like, chump. Where, where are you? Like, defend the Michael Miz. Cole. AJ Styles. Damn it, you stole that. was going to be up to Michael Cole. You can't do that. You ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> I was building up to Michael Cole. <laughs> I think we'll wrap this this all up. I think it's time We're to tope. Talking about no. Whoa, 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 wait, all right, yeah. Well, so we got to at least tell people what happened on AEW. I know we didn't do it was all a, all okay, WWE just, all the time. Okay, I just uh, want to wrap CJ up was WWE. trying to do a division between the two and talk how crappy AEW is anyway. So we got to at least talk about no, what happened. Okay, well, so, let me let me give you a segue to that about the DX promo and oh, how cringy it was. Uh, like if I wanted to see old men act that body, I would have rented the Robert De Niro film Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> or what was the one where they go on a road trip to like Oh, that's uh, Johnny Knoxville's bad grandpa. No, 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 no. There's like there's like four actors who are playing oh. like these older gentlemen who are going on a bucket list like Roadhogs. Oh, oh yeah, road Roadhogs. Are you talking about the Tim Allen John wow. yes. It should be called Four Roadhogs. Yep. They don't just work with the segment, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, there is another movie with Zach Efron called The War with Grandpa. Yes. Which, but uh, anyway, if just... DX gets involved in war games, I guess that's what they can call it. This right. promo. <laughs> listen, listen, guys. At the end of the day, my grandpa is way too involved. All this you're talking about. This promo just felt like nostalgic pops, and I get that's why you bring them around. But they literally didn't say anything. Didn't except except if they're still doing this twenty five years from now, we get to kill them. They actually to be murdered. So I find it pretty funny that the member of DX who had the best showing on a live uh, wrestling show in front of a packed arena this week was. Mr. A daddy ass himself, Billy Gunn. <laughs> and there's your transition. And yeah. that's a transition. Like, you're exactly right. Like, AEW, I mean, 
to be fair, could it compare to WWE Monday Night Raw? Can it compare to Extreme Rules? They're two different shows. I don't. Yeah, think like it, specifically in this intro. episode that had a full recap of what happened uh, two days before, and everyone was excited to see a guy who didn't show up. I'd say Dynamite was a better show. But I understand what you mean. Right now, the hotter promotion is WWE. They had a hotter pay-per-view over the weekend. AEW has a lot to build on that they're not they're not the top promotion because they they don't have the Young Bucks. They don't have Kenny. They lost CM Punk. They don't have they don't have any hot stories right now besides MJF. I disagree with you. I think AEW AEW is as hot. I don't want to say as hot as ever, but AEW is pulling a million plus viewers every week. The only week that they didn't was when a massive hurricane was. I only meant they weren't as hot as the other promotions are. It's still great. It's awesome. I'm loving it. No, Mr. Rizzo, what I'm trying to say is that I think both both promotions right now are firing on all cylinders. I think AEW made lemonade out of lemons, and WWE has turned a corner in terms of creative. And I think to we, we say on the intro to this podcast that it's the subjective art form of professional wrestling. And I think to compare the two promotions like this, which one is better, is unfair to the art of wrestling. Yeah, CJ, just to, to piggyback on what you're kind of saying is they just had a great paper. When I say they, I mean WWE just had a great pay-per-view and they had a payoff on some breadcrumbs that had been going on for two weeks. So, like, it's the most talked about and the hottest that it's been that it could possibly be. So AEW is definitely going to be in the shadow for a week or two regardless. So we'll just see what happens and how they answer. They had some cool stuff this week, but like you, nothing that really like moved the needle too much. I mean, there was a great promo with Hangman and, um, and Moxley. Um, we were excited for Nyla Rose starting some stuff with her. her the new TBS champion. Champ right now, which is kind of fun. Um, and then what else? There was a, there was a couple. There was a good match in there as well. Like um, the the main event was fun. We had a we had a the, the Cassidy versus Pack match. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. We got a, a new champ. Atlantic belt. Speaking uh, speaking of breadcrumbs and storylines, uh, they're continuing that talk of hey, is MJF going to turn face? Is he going to get deeper into being a heel? He said he hates the man he is. He when he walks outside the on into that ring, what does that what does that mean? <laughs> I, I I think you're looking too much into it, but do you believe the man? Because he, here, after the man. promo in AW, I honestly could see Hangman winning. Have Hangman win, and then immediately after MJF comes in and swoops in and says, "My AEW belt." And how else do you get <clears throat> mega huge heat than you stealing the belt from Hangman? So real quick, uh, on sticking with that with Moxley, um, because the next match that he has with Hangman is on Tuesday of next week in Cincinnati. This past weekend, he had a match and he had some outside of the ring news um, that is important for AEW. He was in C C G C W where he lost the title match to Nick Gage, he and he lost his title. And the reason he lost is Morrissey and somebody else showed up from the firm to make Mm. sure that caused some interference to make him lose. On Mm. top of that, I believe it was reported, and I don't I want to give credit, but I'm not sure who it was who reported it, so I'm sorry that I didn't, but that he signed a new deal 
um, that it's like five a five-year deal with AEW. He signed a five-year deal extension or new deal with AEW. And what's yeah. a little bit different about what he'd done in the past is that his older contracts, or older contract, had the ability to do some of the indie dates, which with would GCW. He's still going to be able to work for other promotions like New Japan. It's only ones that are affiliated or working with AEW. He just. I guess he's not going to be on GCW's card anymore and a couple of under indie dates he won't be able to work. So that's just some that was just some of the hot news for AEW. They're going to be coming up with some more stuff uh, in the future. I don't know what we got next week or this coming Friday, but we'll see what they got. Uh we got this we got this Saturday or this Friday we got uh, the AE, or uh, Bray Wyatt's uh maybe debut on the SmackDown. So we'll, that's going to be a big show to see. But yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. But TBZ, what do you got this week? Elias is coming back next week, and nice. he is my co-pay. Who baby. wants to walk with Elias? Ooh, ooh, I do, I do. I think Kevin Owens <laughs> is going to have something yeah, to say about this segment. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just glad they gave him enough time to grow the beard back. Wait, no, Elias never shaved his beard. You're thinking of his brother, Ezekiel. Yeah, yes, yeah, you were confused. I got you. I I mean, they look so identical. (laughs) Spence, what do you got on your Look Out Now segment of the week? I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the day that WWE replays of Raw and SmackDown are no longer on Hulu. Uh, because as I said, the Raw playback this week was mostly recaps of Extreme Rules. I didn't get to see most of the matches. And as of yesterday, the SmackDown uh, show from previ- uh, prior to Extreme Rules, still not up. Still hasn't posted. So didn't get to see that one. <laughs> We're going to have to find a way for you to watch the show some other way. I'll figure we'll it see. out. We'll I'll see figure how it out. Goes. Maybe I'll switch my sling back. We'll see. Sling but, it. Mm-hmm. All right, and CJ, what about you? What are you going to be? Alberto Del Rio. Okay, <laughs> yes, again, bringing it around. Are you reading the 2011, 2011 card again? 2011. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's right. Dexter Loomis. Let's look out for him. He might be a part of Bray's, uh, the Wyatt Six. He might be a part of that faction. Here's hoping. Just, just keep watching for Dexter Loomis. He's always fun. So... That's, I mean, aside from Alberto. That's Before not- I get in my Tope segment, um, Spence, didn't you have something to say with The Miz and Gritty? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I made my list of Extreme Rules. We, we, were, we were getting deep into some good discussion, so I didn't want to turn it off. But uh, my rankings of matches during Extreme Rules, number one, like I said, was Imperium and Brawling Brutes. Uh, excuse me. Number one was the I Quit match. Number two was Imperium, Brawling Brutes. And number three was Miz versus Gritty. I thought... Their little uh, interstitials in between matches with Miz going to, I think, ask Triple H to come to his birthday party. I wasn't very clear what his what his goal was there, but and then being harassed by Gritty around the uh, the arena in Philadelphia, solid gold, baby. Give me give me the Miz messing with mascots all the time. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was fun. My Tope Suicina segment uh, is going to be something to look out for next week. Uh, I know that I we've done a lot of hardcore wrestling recap and of the actual matches of both Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite, um, but I want to change it up a little bit. Hopefully we can watch some older wrestling pay-per-views and maybe put my honk system to the test 
about what things that you've already watched, so you know what ratings are. You're not see you, you can have your own image, and then maybe we'll uh, rate those and go go through that. But to keep in that of changing it up a little bit, the there's a documentary that Vice is doing about Vince McMahon next week, and I believe it's next week Tuesday. And I'm hoping that maybe we can check it out before we record again, and maybe just talk a few points about what this one does. I think that Netflix was doing a, a documentary that was going to be kind of a, a puff piece. And then they, with what happened at the end of uh, Vince's time at WWE, they kind of nixed it. I think Vice City might give us some some juicy details about some things that we may or may not know about. So I'm going to say look out for that next week. We can uh, dive into that one. And, uh, yeah, keep on watching wrestling. Honk if you love wrestling. And please, uh, we want to have your first email and you us right in the show. Honk if you love wrestling at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at my personal uh, Twitter page at, at JJ Riz, but we have a Twitter account now for the show at, uh, at Wrestling Honks. Um, what else we got? Anyone want to plug any other social? You can find days? us on Instagram, on TikTok, on all sorts of things at Honk if you love wrestling. We are on almost all. Uh, social medias at our thing and then wrestling honks on Twitter. We look forward to talking with you. Yeah, we figured out the ticky talky or the flim flam. We'll get we'll get all of that on that and we'll uh you guys can one day maybe see our faces. No, that's not gonna happen. <sighs> maybe. Maybe. Cool, Anything's cool. possible. Only only for our Patreon. Oh yes, yeah, we'll start charging you. Then you can see my pretty face. <laughs> mm. Face for radio and a voice for print. And hey. from all of us at Honk, at, you, at Honk If You Love Wrestling Dark, have yourself a wonderful evening. Ooh. Honk! Honk.